Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome to episode 162 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. I'm your host. I uh, got a little bit of a shorter show for everybody today, but I think a good one nonetheless. Obviously, took a week off, uh, so we got a lot to cover. I think I'm kind of getting a little bit sick, though, so uh, we'll see how long this one goes. So we'll start off the show the same way we do every week. That's by jumping straight into the breakdown, and the breakdown is brought to you by O'Neill's. O'Neill's is the official sportswear supplier to the biggest teams in World Rugby, Infinity Park, and the American Raptors. Shop apparel now at O'Neill's.com. It's O-N-E-I-L-L-S.com. So starting off with the American Raptors, like I said, we got a lot to talk about. Um, if you remember, I think the last episode I did probably touched on the fact that Sarah Shabbat was the Raptors interim head coach after Paul Emmerich had, had left the club. Um, and her reign as the interim head coach was a short one because she was named the permanent head coach shortly after the Raptors defeated St. Mary's 43-39 at Infinity Park two weeks ago. So congrats to Sarah. Uh, the Raptors then boarded a plane for Columbia where they took on Tucan- the Tucanes, uh, the Colombian national team, and beat them 43-28 last Saturday. Um, and there were some interesting some tidbits that you know came along with this second South America, South America tour in two years. Um, this was the sixth time that the Raptors had faced a team from South America, dating back to last November. So had a scrimmage against Los Cuervos in Uruguay last November, then followed that up by splitting a two-match series against Uruguay A, so a little bit of the younger team from Uruguay, younger the international selects. Um, they defeated Uruguay A 68-27 in the first match of that tour. That was the one I was there for, and then lost 32-29 to in the second match. I went home for that one. I watched that one on the computer. Uh, the Raptors then hosted the inaugural Challenge Cup of the Americas in June, which saw them play two Slar sides um, in Jaguares from Argentina and Peña Roll from Uruguay. They dropped both of those matches. They lost 69-0 to Jaguares and then 26-10 to Peña Roll. Uh, put up a, a better fight against Peña Roll. Uh, I thought that was one that could have been winnable, but I just talk about it. I don't play. Uh, then they went to Colombia this past weekend, defeated Tucanes 43-28. Now they're off for a while. The team breaks for the holidays. Should report back in January, and I would anticipate there being a little bit more news about uh, surrounding the Raptors coming out in a little bit. Um, I don't really know all the details, so that's what I'll I'll leave it at that. That's what I'll say. 
Um, so looking forward to see what Sherry Shabbat does moving forward, though, as a permanent head coach. Uh, she's got a lot of respect in the organization, outside of the organization. The players really respect her. They listen to her. Um, I've seen it firsthand. She's done a good job when she's been asked. Uh, so I think she's I think she's undefeated as the interim head coach. I know she she coached the first Uruguay A match in Uruguay um, when Mark Bullock was sick, and then uh, these last two matches, of course. So the St. Mary's win and then the Tucanics win. So she's doing a good job. Congrats to Sarah. Looking forward to seeing where she takes the program. Uh, let's go talk about Major League Rugby a little bit. So the new Chicago franchise was announced today. I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon. And there was some linked information, you know, leading up to this announcement, not uncommon. So we knew a little bit, but uh, they had the press conference today. Um, and this is what we know. So the team will be called the Chicago Hounds, not the Chicago Bison, which is what I, what I had heard. Um, it's the Hounds. I like the name. I like the logo so far. I really like the color way also. Team will be coached by Sam Harris, formerly of the Austin Gilgronies. They'll play their matches at SeatGeek Stadium in Bridgeport, Illinois, which is about 12 miles south of Chicago. The stadium is home to the Chicago Red Stars of the National Women's Soccer League, the Chicago State Cougars of the NCAA, and the Chicago Fire FC2, which is the MLS developmental side. So it's a quality venue, which is good. Um, it's relatively new, I think, maybe 15 years old, if that. Uh, the general manager would be James English, formerly of Rugby New York, and the ownership group includes Phil Groves, Matthew Satchwell, Nick Mullen, and Hugh McMahon. I just saw a tweet from Pat Clifton saying that the president, uh, President Biden, is related to one of those people. One of those people is his cousins, which is pretty cool. Um, there's been a viral picture for the last couple of years of uh, All Blacks, I think, jersey or USA Rugby ball or something like that floating around the Oval Office, which is cool to see. Um, Biden is a documented rugby fan, which is like a lot of presidents are, I've noticed. A lot of presidents, I mean, I'm saying a lot, that might be generous, but there's a handful of presidents that have had rugby backgrounds, which is cool. I think if you go back to the early days of this podcast, you can find an episode I kind of did about that. I think we're talking about Chris Farley mainly. Um, but I think that does about does it for Major League Rugby. The schedule has been released, um, so it looks like it starts uh, mid-February. and goes like a little bit longer than usual, I think. Um, I would have to I'd have to double check that uh, the schedule came out last week. They did it with the placeholder because they hadn't announced all the Chicago stuff yet. Um, and I think that does it for all the Major League Rugby stuff I wanted to talk about. Let's go and jump in USA Rugby portion of the breakdown now. Um, and it all comes down to Friday for the Eagles in the final qualification tournament. So they've picked up two big victories so far over Kenya and Hong Kong. Defeated Kenya 68-14 in the opening round, then defeated Hong Kong 49-7 last weekend. And they'll take on a Portugal team that's rolling. Portugal beat Kenya 85-0 last weekend and then beat Hong Kong 42-12 in the opening round. So it's winner take all, and I can't wait to watch it on Friday morning. So the call comes down to this, right? Two countries, Rugby World Cup hopes riding on the, the line of a winner-go-home game. It's all you can ask for. They put themselves in a position to be able to capitalize on it. So hopefully the Eagles get the job done and we can get ready for the World Cup. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that and all the rugby you can watch this weekend, which is right now, and it's also brought to you by Wintergreen. Wintergreen loves rugby and wants to support USA Rugby's mission of uniting an inclusive, passionate rugby community to grow the sport of rugby in America. Wintergreen gels, cream, sprays, and soaks are made with wintergreen oil and other therapeutic natural oils that help soothe and support sore muscles and joints to keep you at your best. Visit wintergreensports.com to purchase the products you need to help you prepare to win. 
Uh, starting off with the final qualification tournament. So we got two matches, Hong Kong versus Kenya on Friday at 7.50 a.m. And then the grand finale, USA-Portugal on Friday at 10.20 a.m. Mountain Time. You can watch both of those matches for free on the Rugby Network. That's where I'll be watching it tomorrow morning. Got some college rugby this weekend. We got University of New England versus Bowdoin College. I'm sorry, I've never seen that name before. That's on Saturday at 10 a.m. And then Queens University uh, versus Davenport on Saturday at 12.15 p.m. Harvard versus Dartmouth on Saturday at 2 p.m. Um, you can watch all of those matches on ESPN+. And then we got a bunch of internationals as well. We have Italy versus South Africa on Saturday at 5.48 a.m. Wales versus Georgia on Saturday at 5.50 a.m. Scotland versus Argentina on Saturday at 8.04 a.m. England versus New Zealand All Blacks on Saturday at 10.19 a.m. Lindenwood versus Davenport on Saturday at 10.50 a.m. Ireland versus Australia on Saturday at 12.45 p.m. And then France versus Japan on Sunday at 5.50 a.m. Those are some weird times, I know. You can watch all of those matches on Flow Rugby. And we got the Allianz Premier 15s kicking up again this weekend. Uh, so we got Exeter versus Gloucester, Hartbury Women's RFC. That's on Saturday at 8 a.m. And then Saracens versus Labra Lightning on Sunday at 7.30 a.m. There's a lot more matches, uh, but those are the two that you'll be able to watch for free. That England Rugby live streams on all of their platforms, so Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all those places. If you look up England Rugby, that's where you'll be able to watch those two matches, and they'll continue to do uh, live stream two matches a week, which I think is awesome that they do that, and so we'll keep talking about it. Think of that about does it for all the rugby you can watch this weekend. Let's go ahead and jump into the grab bag now. And this grab bag is brought to you by Guard Lab. Join the mouthguard revolution with American-made mouthguards that perform, protect, and recover. For more information, visit guardlab.com. So I think I only have one topic for this. We'll see how long it goes. Um, I may dig up a couple more if we get to the end of it and it's not enough. Um, but this is something that's caught my eye and something that I've been thinking about for a while now. I've seen it coming down the, the pipe. Uh, but something interesting to keep an eye on over the next few weeks is the XFL's relaunch. I would not be surprised to see a number of former or current and current, you know, there's already been one of each, American Raptors slash Colorado XOs get scooped up by XFL teams ahead of the season in February. That's when they'll get started, I think it's February 18th. Uh, so far, American Raptor Liam Jimmins, he's a current American Raptor, has been on the roster for, I don't know, uh, at least one season. I think he may have played a little bit in, in May. Um but he was drafted by the Seattle Sea Dragons with the 38th pick on Thursday. That was the first day of the draft. I think that was around five. Um, and former Colorado XO slash American Raptors hooker Jalen Robinson, one of the original guys, one of the guys a lot of people were really excited about to see where his rugby career kind of headed. Uh, one of the first XO guests I had on this podcast, actually. He was also drafted to the St. Louis Battlehawks with the 59th pick. I think it was in the eighth round. Um, and that one wasn't that surprising, right, because uh, Jalen had kind of stepped away from rugby after touring Uruguay last year. Um, he had been uh, training full-time. I believe he's working as a personal trainer. So um, it seemed like he was headed, you know, destined to be headed back to football, and I'm glad to see him get this chance. Uh, Liam is another one. He played offensive line at uh, USC. I believe he had a little bit of a rugby background, but he's freshly out of college. Um, and if you play offensive line at, at the University of Southern California, you're going to get some looks. Uh, regardless of where it is. And and part of this is me just thinking out loud because I do kind of fall into this trap every time one of these spring football leagues starts. Um, but I actually think this one could 
cause a few problems for both the MLR and American Raptors simply because it creates more opportunities for some of these crossover athletes, which is kind of the way that even if you look in MLR, like people are starting to, to pluck these crossover athletes and give them a shot. Um, and it just creates more of a, of a, you know, a battle for eyeballs too, right? Um, because this football league is going to run simultaneously with Major League Rugby, um, whatever the, you know, the Raptors have got going on in the spring as well. Um, and I think this creates apprehension for, for crossover athletes. It, it shrinks the pool uh, because it just makes players resistant to trying something new. In my opinion, it just kind of seems, that's what I would think, right? If I was a football player and um, the XFL doesn't exist or the USFL doesn't exist or uh, whatever else is the spring football leagues that start up, I'm going to be more inclined to give rugby a try because I know the chances of me making it to the NFL aren't very high. Um, but if there is another football opportunity, it seems like, players are going to be more inclined to just keep banging on that drum, right? Keep trying to pound the door into the football world, try something new, uh, rather than trying something new, excuse me, um, and just keep, you know, trying to play football. And hopefully, you know, if I was a, one of those athletes, I would keep thinking to myself, okay, I have this, you know, I have this football tape now. This is more of what these football teams want to see. Maybe if I keep doing this, I'll get a shot. Um, and, and I just think they're less inclined to throw in the towel and, and give rugby a try. Um, where, where I, you know, I see the value and I think a lot of the guys that have come through the program, I'd be interested to ask Liam and Jalen, you know, how rugby and, and maybe it will have to happen once they actually get back into football. Um, but how rugby made their transition back to football easier. We talked a little bit about it with Michael Bandy when he was just getting started. He's obviously worked his way back in the NFL. Um, Mo Vinicolo, he was another guy that went and played in the, the spring league or whatever. I think it was might have been the USFL uh, throughout the summer or last spring, whenever it was, spring into summer. Um, I would, would like to have asked him about how his transition was into football and then back into rugby. Um, and, and I think was, there was another person that we talked to, uh, Zach Hall. He said he went and played in another league in the summer as well. So um, as they you know get more players in and out of the program and, and they go back to football and come back to rugby, I think there's going to eventually be somebody that picks up the story, right, and, and talks about what they were doing in the off season. Maybe it is the XFL where this happens. Um, I kind of think it should be with Michael Mandy. Like this guy played rugby all off season uh, to get a football opportunity, and it came. Um, that seems like a good thing that they would talk about on the, on the broadcast if it was up to me, but it's not. Uh, so I'm just interested in this one, and I, and I think part of the reason I'm drinking the Kool Aid with this one is because it's The Rock, and The Rock is not. He's successful, right? He, there's not a lot of things that he fails at. I just think with you know under his guidance, he's going to push this thing in the right direction. Um, and I think that could that could harm rugby a little bit. It's just going to make it harder to grow. But the MLR has survived some of these before. I think they survived the XFL and the AAF before uh, that one season that both of them existed. Um, so we'll see how this one goes now. And uh, we're going to be keeping an eye on some of the Raptors that are playing football again, which is going to be fun. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a few more get drafted. Uh, I know day two, the draft's been going on right now. Um, that stuff's kind of hard to find, but I'm going to try to track it down. Uh, we'll see if we can round something up. I know I was talking to Mark Bullock earlier, and he said that he had heard from a couple of guys that they were you know, likely to get drafted. There's been quite a few people that have been working out um, that I've seen come through the rugby program with Otto Zicardo, um, Sam Phillips. I know Tony Tupo is another guy that, that very well could get drafted, and I think he would go back and play. Um, so we're going to keep an eye on that, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how they do once they've learned all these rugby skills and they get back into a slower-paced game like football. And 
Um, they're, they're tackling way better and they're running way better and they're way fitter. So we'll keep an eye on all that. I think that does it for the grab bag. I know it was one short topic. I'm sorry. I don't know if you can hear it, but I do like definitely have something going on with my throat. That's making it hard to go the distance on this podcast. So I apologize. Also did not have time to track down a guest this week. I was traveling, um, last weekend. I didn't get back into Denver until, uh, later in the day on Tuesday, and that's usually I usually try to do interviews on Tuesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So I didn't have anything lined up. Um, was only around yesterday on Wednesday, uh, and then I'm doing this today from home because my throat's acting up a little bit. So uh, sorry about that. We'll have a better show next week, I promise. But we'll go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show now, and that's brought to you by Gilbert Rugby. Gilbert's the official rugby equipment supplier of the American Raptors. Visit WorldRugbyShop.com to grab all of your Gilbert Rugby gear. So. I found an interesting article in Rugby Morning. Shout out Rugby Morning. This morning I was reading through. Um, they had an interesting article in the BBC titled Player Burnout in Rugby. Study suggests 30-game maximum per season. That's on the BBC.com. Um, and I thought there were a bunch of interesting things in this piece. And one of the things that I'm most interested in that's kind of it kind of sparked a thought in my brain is that uh, rugby is really the only sport that has this particular problem, right? I'm trying to think of the other like high-volume contact sports that you play I think you can throw basketball in there it's not really a contact sport but you are putting a lot of stress on your joints and you are going up in the lane and, and banging into a bunch of big bodies like that uh, basketball plays a ton of games a season hockey does too which I'm surprised that there's nothing like this that exists in hockey because you are getting banged around in hockey pretty good also um, I think where you can get away with it in hockey is I think you can get by it. And if there's a hardcore hockey fan listening to this and they think I'm wrong, I've obviously never played hockey. But I think there's there's players that can get by without taking too many hits. Like you can play a finesse game of hockey, um, and I think you can get by like that. Uh, but I think it's crazy that you're never really asking, you know, with the exception of sevens and some of these smaller side tournaments, you never play a back-to-back, you know, 15s match, right? You never play a back-to-back uh, football game and they're not asking football players to play 30 matches a year the most I think the most games you can play in football is what 20 like mid-20s right if you play the whole preseason you play in every regular season game and then you play an entire postseason I think that would add up to 27 so you're getting up close to football so I'm sure that maybe this does exist in football either um, but there's just not an opportunity to play more football like this right because I think a, a big part of it is because the money's there uh, rugby players need to make a living, and there's just not a lot of money in this sport. And if they want to continue playing at the highest level, uh, we see it in MLR all the time. You got to go once MLR season's over. You have a couple months off, maybe a couple weeks off, and then you go to a different part of the world and you play rug- another full season of rugby again. Um, and that obviously takes a toll. And then if you're good enough to play in international matches and stuff, that's you're you're really, you know, you're playing easily more than 30 matches a year at this point. Um, I'd be interested to see like what this define. I know in the article it defines rugby as like any time you step foot on a, a pitch for a game. So does that include sevens matches as well? Does that include like social matches? Uh, because guys are playing in all of these, right? It's not uncommon uh, to play back-to-back rugby matches. Like I'm, I said that earlier as far as like organized, super, you know, the Raptors are never going to play like two rugby matches back-to-back. But it's not uncommon for a bunch of the of the guys to go play. Okay, I'm gonna go play in this D3 match, and then I'm gonna go play for the Raptors tomorrow just to get more game time in. And that happens with rugby across the country. Um, so it's an interesting thing I saw. They said once you play your 31st rugby match, you you're significantly increased 
the risk of injury the following season. So it's stuff that kind of, it's like a rubber band effect. So while you might not get hurt this season, uh, you're wearing your body down for the, the years after that, um, which I thought was interesting. And this is a this is a reduction in games from even a couple of years ago. I think in 2019, uh, they said you could play 35 matches. And so I uh, would not be surprised to see this number keep creeping down. And I'd be interested if there's any way to enforce this or if this is just going to be kind of like, a, uh, well, if you want to, you can do this. Um, because, of course, everyone's going to play, and that's going to lead to more injuries. So pretty interesting article. Um, I'd recommend checking it out if that's interesting to you at all. Of course, link this in the, the description of the podcast as well, the article that houses this podcast, so make sure you check that out. Let's go ahead and move into the Stat of the Week. Stat of the Week is presented by Catapult. Catapult is committed to making performance technology available to athletes at all levels, whether it's the biggest teams and organizations in world sport or amateur rugby players. Catapult helps monitor performance like the pros. For more information, visit catapultsports.com. So I got some Thanksgiving stats for you all. Uh, Thanksgiving's next week. Not sure if I'm going to have an episode out yet or not. Might be a best of type of thing. Round up some good interviews, put that in there. Uh, So I got some Thanksgiving stats for you this week. It's also crazy that Thanksgiving is next week. Like I said, I was out of town last week. One of my friends, we woke up on Monday. Uh, One of my friends was like, are Thanksgiving next week? It It was hard to wrap your brain around, but it is. So you haven't done your shopping, whatever, get your food, get that this week before you go. You know, next week's grocery store is going to be crazy. So there's some Thanksgiving stats for you. I hope they hold you over till next Thursday. Only 40 million turkeys were, uh, only. Uh, I, had a, I had a different stat in here, but there was 40 million turkeys uh, were cooked and eaten on Thanksgiving last year. The average weight of a turkey is 30 pounds. Turkeys can fly up to 55 miles per hour. Those are wild turkeys, of course, and they can't fly cross country, but they can fly 55 miles per hour for very short distances. Uh, that'd be such a big advantage if you could just travel 55 miles per hour. Like, and I know that cars exist, but I'm saying if I could just run and, and flap my wings and I can fly 55 miles per hour for like 100 yards, that would be awesome. Make up so much ground. Uh, Denver, this is in terms of travel. Denver is the fifth most booked travel destination on Thanksgiving. So make sure you stay away from DIA. Um, and people spend about seven hours cooking on Thanksgiving, but only 16 minutes eating, which is a fact my mom lets us know of every year. Uh, she always goes, Oh, you know, we work really hard on this meal and we eat for 15 minutes and then everyone falls asleep. It's such like a wasted day of just preparing stuff that you enjoy for 16 minutes. Um, but that's part of the, the, the holiday, right? It's spending time in the kitchen, spending time at the table, spending time on the couch. Um, I like Thanksgiving. I'm looking forward to it. So there's a couple Thanksgiving stats. We'll hold you over till next Thursday. Uh, we'll go ahead and close the show at The Loop. The Loop is presented by First Bank. First Bank is the official banking partner of Infinity Park. Believe in banking for good, doing their best to do right by their customers, communities, and employees. Banking for good, member FDIC. Uh, only thing I got is the same thing I say every week. Follow along on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rugby and at Colton Strickler. Getting closer and closer to that 1,000 followers mark. I'd really appreciate it if you toss me a follow. If you don't, if you like the show, tell a friend. Uh, tell them to follow me on Twitter too. I'd appreciate that also. Um, and that's all I got for you. So hope you had a good week. Hope you have a great weekend. I'll catch you all back here next week. Maybe. Might be a best of episode. I haven't decided yet. Enjoy all the matches this weekend. Let's go Eagles. Eagles.